So we've been with Jesus as he's on a move. Jesus on a move. He's moving. A couple weeks ago, we encountered him in Thailand, Sidon, with a Syrophoenician woman. And remember, he was, the two things happened. He, was, he encountered her, and she wanted him to heal her daughter. But Jesus was very dismissive of her. He said, first of all, I didn't come for you kind of people. And the woman says, well, even dogs eat the crumbs from the table. Come on. This is my child. This is my daughter who is sick. And she takes him on. She pushes him. And eventually, Jesus says, lady, go home. Your daughter is well. You've, you've, you've done it. You, you didn't let me up. And then on beside her by the sea, he encounters the man who couldn't hear or see. And remember, he takes spit and touches his ears. And he said, Epasa, in Aramaic. He said, be open. And the man was open, and he told him not to tell anyone. And then last week, he asked his disciples, he says, what do you think about me? First of all, he says, what, what are people saying about me? What do you hear out in the streets and restaurants, on the train? What, what are people saying about me? He said, well, some people think you're the prophet. Others have seen you on Facebook. Others on Instagram. They don't follow you, but, but you know. So they, they're talking about you a little bit, but they, they're not sure. Some think you're the prophet, some think you're Elijah, some think you're John the Baptist. And then there's that pregnant silence between Jesus and his disciples. He says, well, that's what everybody's saying on Facebook. What, what do you think about me? And Peter says, well, you are the Messiah, of course. We know you're the Messiah because you heal people, you're the blind see, they hear, you feed the hungry, da, 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 so you're the Messiah. And then Jesus says to Peter, get behind me, Satan. Because Jesus had said, well, if I'm the Messiah, this is what's going to happen. I'm heading to be crucified. I'll be betrayed by one of you, one of you, and I'll be killed. I'll be rejected. Peter had said to him, don't say that. That's not a good marketing strategy. If you want people to follow you, don't say that. People won't even follow you. So today... Jesus is on a move, and when he shows up, everybody changes. Everything changes. If you encounter Jesus, you're not changed, then you need to rethink it. So why waste the time if you're not going to be changed? Why, why keep doing this if it doesn't change your life? So we have two this morning. We have Jesus on a move, still going through Galilee. And look at the sentence. He says, he went to the house because he didn't want anybody to know that. <laughs> Excuse me? He didn't want anybody to know. Of course, everybody knows you're there. They're going to come. He says, well, the reason he's saying that is because he wants to focus on the 12. He wants to teach them what he's about. He said, I want to teach you. So he begins to teach them. Because they didn't get it the last time. He says, well, let me, let me repeat. Let me tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to go. I'm going to be killed. But don't worry. Death is not the end. There is life beyond the grave. So don't, they don't get it. This time they don't get it. The second time they don't get it. They never did get it. And then he had heard them talking on their way to Galilee. They had been talking among themselves. In another version of this same gospel, you have James and John's mom 
saying to Jesus, would you let my boys hang out in heaven with you when you come into the kingdom of God? Say, you know, my boys, you know, Peter, James, you know, they want to be really important. And this, this version of the gospel, he hears them talking as they're walking. He says, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Well, who are you talking about? He knew what they were talking about. He just wanted to hear them say. He said, well, we were talking about who is the greatest of us all. Who is, who, who is going to hang out with you in heaven? Who is the, who is the greatest among you? He said, what? All this time, three years I've been with you, you didn't get it? You're talking about who is the greatest one? Really? And then he takes a child and puts a child amidst them. He says, if you want to be the great, this is it. You welcome this child, and who welcomes this child welcomes me, welcomes me, welcomes one who sent me. If you're going to be the greatest, then you must be a servant. That's not easy to do. We want to be number one. We want to go to the front. We don't like to be in the back. Martin Luther King sermon, some of you may be familiar with it, he calls this the drum major instinct. The drum major instinct. There was a sermon that was preached at, um, four months before, February 4th, 1968. The last sermon King preached at his church in Ebenezer Baptist Church. And it was a sermon that was played at his funeral. He calls the major, the drum major instinct. They need to get ahead. And King says, when you preach at my funeral, don't tell them where I went to school. Don't tell them how many honors I got. Don't tell them about my PhD. Don't tell them all that stuff. Tell them that Martin Luther King Jr. tried to serve somebody. To feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, to visit prisoner. Tell them that. Tell them that I tried to do God's will. Now, you know King, he was, he was bright. He went to Morehouse when he was 15 years old. He went to college. He was ahead of his time. He got his PhD. He systematic theology in Boston University. So he was, he was bright. But those are not the things that make us who we are. Who we are is God's gift to us. A child doesn't know. And now that I'm a grandfather, I can tell uh, my grandchildren. But they just light up. They were at the house yesterday. He says, they call me Papo. He say, Papo, let's go play. That's it. Let's go play. He say, okay. That's it. They don't know what you do. They have no idea. And Jesus knows that. So he, he does what we fail to see. That children and dogs do that too. I have dogs too. Dogs will just love you. They don't know what you do. They don't know how much money you make. They don't care. Dogs and children will. So Jesus didn't have a dog, so he had a child. So he took a child and said, look, this is it. If you're going to be a child of God, then this is it. You have to accept the kingdom like a little child. They open up. They say, Papa, let's go to the park. And that's it. There is, Jesus came in a world that was not very receptive to that kind of um, demographics where you had the structures you had, when Jesus was born 2,000 years ago, you had to belong to a right family, right tribe, marry the right person, be to the you know, 12 tribe. Then he breaks the whole thing up. 
He does like the, it's like the internet. Jesus does the internet. creates a new platform for everybody. He says, everybody's equal. He brings in women and men. And, and people are saying, you're upsetting the arrangement. This is not the way it works. You have to belong to the same bloodline, the same tribe, the same king. He says, no, 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 no. I'm going to hang out with a Syrophoenician woman, Samaritan woman, and these people, fishermen. So Jesus is trying to tell us that you and I have been gifted to claim our new identity in God, like a little child does. Jesus takes a little child and tells them, as they debate who is the greatest among them, he says, if you want to be great, this is it. You have to embrace the universe, the cosmos, like little children do. And if you accept that, you know, accept me, if you accept me, you accept one who sent me. What were you talking about this morning before you came to church? He says, well, we're wondering if I'm going to make it. They say, well, don't worry, you're going to make it. You're good, you're good. Don't worry about that. Focus on the things that matter in life. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.